I have a personal prayer life. And my, ex- my experience is that as a result of that, my life is better. Now, the why of that is a big part of what the discussion is this morning. And I know there are a lot of people here that uh, see it differently. Some would believe that we experience what we expect, and some people would believe that we believe <laughs> what our experiences teach us. Uh, in this month's UU World magazine, there's an, a piece among the reflections that was written by a man named Doug Muter. And it's titled, Assembly of a Lesser God. Did any of you see that? Well, clearly the author has an other-than-conventional view of of God or what his belief is in general. He starts off talking about some friends who he says worship Rita the goddess of parking meters. <laughs> they go around and put money in expired parking meters so that total strangers um, you know, get, reap the rewards. And what they get out of this is when they're looking for a parking place on the street, they find one. <laughs> now, he says that every time he's ridden with them, they have, in fact, found a parking space on the, on the street. But that because he doesn't believe in Rita, he is more inclined to be impatient and pull into a garage sooner than they would because they believe they're going to find a parking place. Well, he explains that believing that, you know, is what sets the difference up for their two experiences. Muter goes on to tell the story of a product that was advertised in a magazine. He, I guess it was when he was in college because he was talking about walking into a dorm room and there were some guys laughing at a magazine and not for the usual reasons. What they had discovered was an ad that said, this pill works on the clinically proven placebo effect. And that people buy that. Well, after having a good laugh about it, he recognized that belief does have power. And the placebo effect is clinically proven. And if one is too smart to be cured by it, then what have you really accomplished? He tells a couple of more stories, and then he writes, The conclusion I've drawn over the years is that evolution, for whatever reason, has made us a believing, worshiping species. And whether we approve of that decision or not, we're stuck working with the mind we have. Belief and worship are powerful tools for organizing thought and behavior, If others get control of those tools, they can make us dance like puppets. But if we're careful, we can learn to pull our own strings. It may be that we find great benefit in simply suspending disbelief sometimes. 
even if temporarily. That last sentence was mine. I saw some. When I was younger, I had a genuine sense that much of life could be trusted. I had a sheltered childhood. Um, I had everything I needed. Um, I believed if you will, in many things. I believe that America always tried to do the right thing, the just thing, and the noble thing, and that that was the difference between us and the approach of every other nation on earth. Whether we do or not, there are other countries that try too. I was wrong but I believed it. I believed that elected officials like teachers and clergy were honorable people who stood before us as examples of virtue to be emulated. I mean, does, does anybody else think that when they were young? I mean, uh, I believed that being good would be rewarded. And that people who lied, cheated, and hurt others would be punished somehow in life. I believed in the religious ideas that were taught me in the church that I grew up in. That we attended every Sunday from the time I was two and a half until I left home. Now I'm only inclined to believe those things that will not leave my sense of knowing, no matter how hard I try to shake them. My understanding changes. Boxes that contain my belief, the systems that I organize my, what I believe by, come and go. But there are things that seem to just be a part of my fabric that I believe and that I can't shake. Uh, I'm not sure that all of them are of this nature, but there's a public radio show that's This I Believe. Are you familiar with it? People talk about things that we don't necessarily understand to be belief. When I go online and I look at what people are talking about, under I, I, I googled, people need something to believe in. And for the first ten pages anyway, all of it was about religious dialogue. People discussing what they believed in religious terms. Well, in the show... This, I believe, that's not the case. Um, So beliefs that are fundamental to us, that we organize what we value in life around, don't necessarily correlate with a religion. 
Sometimes the most defining experiences of my life can feel so remote in my memory that I can begin to wonder whether they really took place. And these are the things that are the most important to me. And if I can doubt my own experience, it doesn't, it isn't hard to stand in front of what someone else might share about their story that's a little unlikely and be disbelieving also. But even if what one believes is that there is nothing to believe in, that's a belief. And when scientists come, uh, well, Richard Dawkins in particular, um, comes to try to argue from science alone that there's nothing to believe in, they have to go back to their beliefs because science falls short. So science displaces belief in some people. Disbelief displaces belief in other people. But nonetheless, those are beliefs. We try to fill what Sartre called the God-shaped hole. I, when I think of the God-shaped hole, I, I think about a tree that stood in my parents' backyard. It was an elm tree, and years ago, a blight swept this city that took out most of the elm trees. But that elm tree was my favorite climbing tree. Even so, I damaged it one day. I took my pocket knife and dug a hole in it. Over the years, where I dug that hole grew to be a knot. Instead of just filling the place that I had dug the hole, the tree extended beyond where it did and had this little knot. I think sometimes we try to force things into the space that's in us and they become unnatural for us. Another image that comes to mind for me is the tallow tree that's in my backyard now that we uh, built the deck around. And uh, years ago, we attached a jungle gym to it with a bracket, damaging another tree. The jungle gym has fallen apart. The bracket is still there because the tree grew around it. It would, I'm sure the tree was uncomfortable with the bracket, but it grew to embrace it anyway. And I think that beliefs are enough of our core that we make adaptations in the way that we live according to the way that we deal with those beliefs. Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, a person will worship something. Have no doubt about that. We may think our tribute is paid in secret in the dark recesses of our hearts, but it will out. That which dominates our imaginations and our thoughts 
will determine our lives and character. Therefore, it behooves us to be careful what we worship. For what we are worshiping, we are becoming. As we get older, it becomes harder to just simply believe anything. I mean, not not believe anything, but believe anything. It isn't that we don't want to believe anymore. It's just that a great deal has happened to shift our vulnerability to ideas. And maybe our sense of trust. Old ways of operating have become newer modes that are more measured, perhaps more practical and more better informed in some ways. We can say, what I used to believe doesn't hold water for me anymore, so I'll let that container go. I shed this box that held those beliefs because it seems to be a part of a basic human wiring to believe something, we begin looking for something else to believe in. We start again by asking what is true. What does my understanding tell me now? What has my experience led me to believe at this point in time? As I shed that box and begin to fill myself with new understandings, I am building a new box. I'm constructing a new set of limitations. If I step back from the process far enough to realize that each new personal system is yet another box that we create, I make more space for the understanding of other views Not that I have to agree with them, but it gives me the capacity to understand how someone else might have that different view. It gives me more space for the experiences and beliefs of others. Author and Unitarian Universalist minister Robert Fulgham wrote, I believe that imagination is stronger than knowledge that myth is more potent than history, that dreams are more powerful than facts, that hope always triumphs over experience, that laughter is the only cure for grief, and I believe that love is stronger than death. Let none of us become so enamored with our skepticism that we lose faith in life and in that which supports life. Let none of us become so convinced of any position that we stop listening to and respecting the views of others. Let us never forget that knowledge is finite and will change. If seeing is believing and believing is also seeing, then let us look to see the best in others and the possibilities of the better world. Let us believe in virtue and in greatness.
French author and Nobel Prize winner Anatole France wrote, to accomplish great things, one must not only act, but also dream. Not only dream, but also believe. I don't know with absolute certainty whether my prayers have positive effect in my life because I believe they will or if I believe they will because they always have. I'm not advocating that we strap ourselves to anything that is inauthentic for us, like the tallow tree. I'm not Peter Pan standing here asking you to applaud and say you believe in fairies. Although the first time I saw that, I believed in fairies. But let us also not be so clever as to cheat ourselves out of the wondrous things available to us only by believing.